Hi friends, this week I'm on one. I've been seeing a lot of videos recently about a lot of things I don't agree with. So I'm just gonna make a full episode about my unpopular opinions. And the reason I'm so like, let's do this right now is because if you watched my last episode, you saw that I got very back to myself and my opinions and I got very solid on my values. And you guys love when I hold very strong opinions because you know I've thought them through and I speak so confidently and like, harsh because I've thought it through and I'm like I'm able to stand on what I think and what I say because I've analyzed it from every angle and you guys like to see how I do it so that's what I'm gonna do in this episode is just give me some of my goddamn opinions because there's so many things I'm sick of seeing right now and people really need like a reality check and the first thing I want to talk about is these videos going around of these parents talking about their children and people are like asking them like, oh, you have a child, like, would you kill for your child? And these parents are saying, no. Don't have a kid if you're not willing to defend it with your entire life. That's my opinion and I'm gonna stand on it till the day I die. This episode is literally just gonna be like, hills I'll die on, like I 100% will. If you have a child and you're not willing to do absolutely anything in this world to protect it and defend it, like this little part of you that is so innocent and pure, like if something hurts it, you wouldn't kill for it or like, if something was on the line, it was like someone else or your kid, you better take them out immediately. I get so riled up about this because I feel like this is something so lacking in parenthood now. It's like people being willing to actually take care of their kids. And it pisses me off. It genuinely pisses me off. And I was raised with parents that were very big on protection. And like you do anything for your child. Like you will literally sacrifice yourself at any moment for your kid. And there was a lot of like other shit that wasn't great about like the things I was raised with. but. That is a belief I fully 100% stand on and I'm the same way in regards to even other people's kids. Like a child is to be protected at all costs and if you can't see that innocence and that value in a child, let alone your own child, if you don't see the innocence in that thing and want to protect it with your life, don't have a kid. I am aggravated seeing those videos. Those are, in my opinion, the most unfit people to be parents and to bring a spawn or like anything into this world. Don't even bother. Literally, what the fuck is that? I know all of you are as confused as I am. And I don't even wanna say like, oh, if you have like a different perspective on it, leave it in the comments, I wanna understand it. No, fuck it, I'm not trying to understand that. I don't believe that and that's one thing I'll die on is, if you have a kid, you better be willing to do anything for it. And if that means kill, so be it. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, if someone hurts your child and you're just gonna let them get away. What? <laughs> oh my God. Like, I, like, it flares me up. Like, it flares me up like a pimple. Like, I just get so aggravated at shit like this. Like, what? Like, how are you gonna love something and care about it and have something hurt it? and not lose your absolute mind. Like, how is protection not like a big thing for you? How is protecting the things you care about not a thing? That goes kind of into like my jealousy thing, like how I don't think jealousy is bad, and like being protective over like people you date or your friends and all that, like, that's good. I like that, it's not toxic. It can get toxic, but we're not gonna go on that road, because that's one that y'all can't handle. <laughs> but seeing these videos made me think about something else that's very common, and it's people, making their partner more important than their child. That's another situation where 
you are an unfit parent. You are an unfit person to be a parent. And I'm not talking like a kid who's bad and awful and like a little shit and whatever. Like they're grown. It's like I get it after a certain point. But when a child is still a child and they're developing and growing and they still need you to take care of them and help them, nobody comes over them. I'm so sorry. Wake up. Like your partner to come over your child and people will be like, yeah, I'd like pick my partner over my child. Like even if it comes to death or not death, like what do you mean? What do you mean you would pick your partner over a child who needs you and is part of you? That I do not understand. And I used to have people like when I was in high school, I had this teacher and she was very like Christian and very like, I loved her. She was cool. I don't judge people because of their religion, but that's one of her views she had because of her religion was that her partnership and her partner came before her children. What the fuck are you having kids for then? That gripes my ass. Like I cannot handle that one. And I know there are exceptions to the rule. Like I said, with a kid that's like bad or a kid that's like insane and is like attacking you is awful for you. But like when a child is a child, like a little kid, oh my God, oh my God. Like your partner comes before your kid. Don't have one. Again, I'm back on that. Don't have one. And I don't want to talk about like the A word, like reversion. I don't want to talk about all that because I don't want to get involved in all that. But I saw this video of HRH Collection and she was talking about like, let these dumb shits have them. Here's a perfect example. If you're going to treat your child like this, like an option, like a second, like not the biggest priority in your life, do not have one. And I will say that with my whole chest until the day that I die. That is not cool. I don't get along with these whole like modern beliefs. I'm very old fashioned. I'm very old school Albanian. Like your kids come first over everything and everyone. What? <laughs> I'm able to tap into any perspective that is like possible. And that is one like I can tap into the perspective. I can understand where people are coming from. But like it comes down to values and what you value. Like. I get the perspective of how people can argue that your partner should come first, but I do not agree with it. Like I fully understand the perspective. I just value something different. So I dismiss that perspective. <laughs> like I will never go there with my head. No. And while we're on the topic of children and kids, and the reason I'm talking about all this is because I know you guys are the kids that have been like not picked and the kids who are like me, who like we resonate with all this. People who have stepchildren, your stepchildren should never feel equal to your actual biological children if you have a mixed household. Like if you meet somebody and they have kids and then you have kids and you come into that relationship and you have stepkids and your actual like real kids from a different person or not. Your stepchild should never be equal to your biological child. I don't give a flying fuck what anybody has to say about that. Your actual child, like you, the kid that you gave birth to should never question if this other kid is equally as important or more important than them. Absolutely not. It should be unfair. It should feel unfair. You can treat them the same and do things that don't make it seem so obvious. But at the end of the day, your child should always know you love them more and you will stand on that and you have their back and they're always your priority. Like I understand for the family dynamic to like work, 
but there needs to be a little bit of unfairness. There needs to be a little bit of things being off balance. Your child is not the same as your stepchild and your child, you owe them that loyalty, in my opinion, to never let someone else that's not actually yours compete with that. It's different if you have two of your own kids and treating them equal, duh. I'm talking about you have an actual biological child and then a stepkid and you wanna make sure the other kid is comfortable and make them see their, themselves as like equal, absolutely the motherfuck not that is the worst thing you can do to a kid that is the worst thing you can do to your child there should be unfairness there should be yeah you love your kid more like you're gonna be there for the other kid you're not gonna neglect the other kid you're not gonna neglect the stepkid and like be mean to it and like be bad to it but what i'm saying is like it should be very clear that your priority is your child if there's ever a situation where they're two both hanging off a bridge and you have to pick one it should be very clear there should be no hesitation in your child you would pick them over the stepkid i'm getting very deep and like harsh with this shit right now these are things i'll die on they're about to get like more fun and like lighthearted with the next few things but like these i just wanted to hit in the face because i'm so sick of seeing this shit online i'm so sick of seeing all these like new age beliefs and trying to take everybody into consideration and like living by like not loyalty. Like people do not understand loyalty and it like makes me want to explode. This is something that I will literally die on. Your stepchild should never feel equal to your biological child under any circumstance. If your kid has to question if who you'd pick, you're fucking up just to let you know. And your kid, your connection with your actual biological child is ruptured, probably beyond repair, as of right now. So you don't have to work through that. Go to therapy. <laughs> and I am gonna mention the adoptive child thing because people are gonna try and make, there's an exception, there's a technicality. Nope. If you adopt a child and you also have biological children, that is a situation where you absolutely, from the outside, make everybody seem equal 100 i agree with that like you make the adoptive kid feel like your actual kid but on the fucking back end behind everybody's back you be having conversations with your actual child that they are the most important and that's who you love okay but you need to make sure your biological child has that place of priority they fucking came from you they're a part of you don't ever let them question that bond with you and that connection Please do not. Like, I'm speaking so harshly because I know how bad this hurts. Like, just trust and believe. Like, with the adoptive kid, make everything seem equal. Make everything seem fine. But have your kid on the back end, like, A, Tommy Jean, whatever the hell you name your kid. Like, Billy Joe, Billy. This is how we all actually want them to feel included, but you're my child. You get it. Like, are we on the same page here? This next one's gonna get me in trouble, but I don't give a shit. Having sex on the first date is never gonna fly with me. Hooking up on the first date, anything like that, for my personal opinion, I'm not talking about any of you and attacking anybody. If that's something that you wanna do, go for it. The thing that I value and why I stand on this, not having sex on the first date and not having sex until after you know somebody for a while or even hooking up is the peace of mind it's going to give you if you date someone. So for me to go on a date with someone and they try and throw themselves at me or hook up with me, not even knowing me, I know all it takes for someone to get access to you sexually is 
meeting you once, liking your vibe, thinking you're attractive, and they're down to jump in the bed. There's no safety in that for me personally. I don't trust nobody. I don't trust nothing. It's on my hand. Trust no one. That's a value I stand on because say I go to date you after we've hooked up on the first date. I now know you require no anything more than someone being attractive to get access to your body. So anytime you're out in life, you go out without me, you go to a party, you find someone on Instagram. If all it takes for someone to get your attention is being attractive and they can get access to you, where the hell am I supposed to feel safe? You think I'm ever going to trust you to go out of town and travel without me or go somewhere? No, bitch, it's not happening. Because what stops you and what prevents you from meeting someone attractive and going for it? And my reason behind this, I used to think this is just like a character trait that I stand on. And I'm like, I do not want to be with someone who hooks up frequently and often like just doing random hookups, not my fucking thing. Someone like that will never get access to me. I will never get into anything serious with someone who does this because of what it does to me mentally. I'm never going to be able to trust you. I'm never going to feel safe because of how I see it. And the realization I had around this that made me double down on it and not like question anything is... For my life and my experience, being able to trust someone to not fuck me over has never worked. For me to look at a situation and be like, okay, this guy would not cheat on me because he values me enough and he would never risk losing me. That's never been enough for someone to not fuck around. People always got to fuck around with me and find out. People have had a trend in my life with risking losing me and they always do, but I get no peace of mind and I get no safety by looking at a situation and saying, yes, I trust the person I'm dating's judgment enough to know that they value me enough to never risk losing me. I'm going to shortcut that and make it as absolutely safe as possible. I'm not even going to risk you not seeing my value and not potentially risk losing me. I'm going to shortcut that and I'm not even going to go for someone who does hookups. There's no question of, would you hook up with someone, even if it meant you risk losing me, you would lose me if you cheat on me, and you probably lose a limb. But that all goes away, because if you're someone that doesn't even allow people to access you physically until they know you for a while, I ain't gotta worry about shit. Go travel. You're not even into hooking up with people. You're not even into that. You understand how empty it is, and you respect yourself, and you're protective over who gets access to you. It's not just granted freely. That's safe. To me, that makes me feel safe. Do you see how when I talked about like telling yourself people value me enough to not risk losing me, they wouldn't go cheat on me. You see how that doesn't really like work and that's not the most like safe thing. It doesn't feel like solid. That's not actual reassurance because you're depending on someone else's judgment of like how much they care about you and testing how loyal they are. With this aspect of me not even entertaining someone who does hookups is... I'm not testing your loyalty to me. I'm testing your loyalty to yourself. Are you the type to do this? And are you going to stay loyal to being restrictive with who gets to access you? It's not about loyalty to me. It's loyalty to you. Because I've never been able to bank on fully people's loyalty to me. I bank it on their loyalty to themselves now. Because if you're not loyal to you, who the fuck are you even loyal to? You know what I mean? Like I took me out of the question. And that is safe for me. And that's why I look for that. That's why I literally can give that and offer that to a situation because I want to be able to give this person I'm with peace of mind like that. And now I require it. 
And I'm never going to bend on that. I'm never going to bend on that at all. And like I said, I'm not saying anyone's bad or wrong for not doing that. I value safety in relationships and I value the peace of mind that comes from character like this. Other people are able to not be concerned about their partner and to trust people. I'm not one who can trust people. And that's one thing I say all the time. You must have me fucking confused with someone who trusts people. So the way I operate, the things I value, and the way I maneuver life and my opinions are going to be very different. People who are trusting and have had experiences where they can trust people and rely on people, we're going to have different views, babe. Because you don't have the awareness that I have, and I don't have the awareness that you have. You have a full separate set of experiences. I don't. So people get mad at me all the time for these harsh opinions. But when I lay it out like this and I can explain why I want this and that I'm not judging anybody else, this is just what I want my relationship to look like if I'm going to be in one, then it makes sense and everybody gets it. It's not an attack. If you feel attacked, reflect on that. But that's something I'll die on. And I'm willing to. And that whole point kind of leads me into the next thing I want to rant about, and it's people's pasts matter. I know everybody likes to say, what I did before you didn't matter. It's the past is the past. No, absolutely the fuck not. Your past matters. And I'm not saying everything you've done in the past needs to be held against you or used against you or you have to pay for what you've done your entire life. But people's pasts matter. And a lot of people get mad at me that I want to know everything about them. I want that closeness and understanding with someone. But understanding someone's past, the way that they talk about it, their ability to own up to and confess what they've done is a big reflection of character and their honesty and they don't operate off of shame and hiding things. Now... If someone's done something in the past, we all have. I've done some fucked up shit. But I can go back and explain to you why I see it different, what I would have done different, the growth that came out of it, and I can show you a track record of changed behavior for years. Talking about your past is not bad. It's bad when you haven't made peace with it and when you haven't learned from it. People who don't want to talk about their past got shit to fucking hide and shit that they're embarrassed about that they haven't grown from. So your past does matter. But what matters more is the way you talk about it, the way you've handled it. And if you can explain how you've grown and you can explain your deeper understanding of everything and why you no longer do certain things that you did at one point in your life. But people's pasts 100% matter. And I'm never going to stop being a nosy fuck who asks every question. Like, I just want to genuinely understand someone and everything about them. Like, one, I'm assessing if you're safe to bring close to me. And two, I want you to ask about things with me too. Like, I want everybody to get to know each other. I like that depth. I like that connection. I like that just understanding and knowing things about people that other people don't get to know. And I ask those type questions because I value that connection. But... Everybody likes to run around and say your past doesn't matter. Yes, the fuck it does. Yes, it does. And it will reveal a lot about a person based on how they talk about it. Like I said, things you did in the past aren't meant to be held against you forever, but it's a part of you. And if you're embarrassed about anything in your past, you need to look at the way you're looking at it and truly sink into it, understand it, and like really face it and pull out what you can learn from it. And then use that to go forward. Don't let experiences that you're embarrassed of in the past and things that you've done in the past define who you are now. 
Don't let them control you like that. Like what's done is done. Now dig into it, reflect, get every little gift you can get out of it. Every piece of awareness, every piece of understanding and find acceptance for it and then move forward. And that's that. Now I'm going to take a second real quick to talk about the sponsor of today's podcast. This fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are a little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. And I've been on Babbel learning Spanish because I've been wanting to learn Spanish. I've like fully committed to it recently and I've tried other apps before and they don't give you real conversation style instructions and they don't teach you how to actually have a conversation and use the language how it's supposed to be used like freely and fluently most apps just give you like random words and phrases you can say but Babbel helps you actually learn the language so you can seem fluent and not sounding like you're reading it off like Google Translate <laughs> Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. For instance, one study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester in college. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for you because you listen to my podcast. And this is at babbel.com slash aware. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash aware, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash aware. Rules and restrictions may apply. And my other sponsor for today's podcast is Vessi, and I've talked about them before because I like them. Vessi is known for being a footwear company, and they make shoes that can survive the elements. So they make a lot of weatherproof shoes that are not like your typical rain boot style or like ugly boot, like it's cute shoe vibe. <laughs> They do have boots, but they have sneakers and a lot of different types of shoes. And the good part is you can wear them anywhere. You can wear them to the beach, you can get them in the water, wear them on a hike, wear them if it's just raining outside and not ruin the fit because you have like a cute shoe actually. But you ain't gotta worry about your feet getting wet. And they also have other accessories too that aren't just shoes. Like they have gloves that I use a lot when I have to touch stuff I don't wanna be touching. <laughs> but they're mainly known for their footwear because that's what they do best. They like to keep your feet dry and protect you from the elements. And their shoes don't just like fall apart. You like, you know how some shoes are like, oh, weatherproof, weather resistant, and you get them wet and they just like feel weird, smell weird, like they are ruined. No. Vessi kind of fixed that problem. So if you want a weatherproof shoe, head to Vessi.com slash aware and you can get yourself a pair today. Using code aware lets them know that you came from me, but also you get 15% off. So if you're interested, go to Vessi.com slash aware, get you some shoe, get you some things, get you whatever you want, 15% off. Now back to the podcast. Now my next little tidbit I want to get into is the whole talk about like money changes people. No, it doesn't. <laughs> money does not change people. It amplifies who's already there. It just amplifies who someone already is. And a lot of people get so mad about when someone around them starts making more money and they leave them behind or they start to discard them or like, oh, they act like they're better than me now or like they don't help me or like people that make a lot of money and then leave their family like in the shitter. It's not that the money changed them. You just realized you were never a priority. That's what's really going on there. Like when someone gets money and acts different toward you and they don't prioritize you as much or show that they care as much. They never cared about you. They never prioritized you. You were never as much of a priority as you thought. When someone cares about something and prioritizes something, when they have a boost in money or wealth or anything, 
what they care about, they're going to try to help and ease the pain off of things they care about. If they're not giving you anything or they're not helping you or they stop hanging out with you, you were never a priority to begin with. This is just an amplifier of who they already are. That's what money is. And I've seen a lot of people get money. I've seen a lot of people lose money. I've gotten money, lost money, got money again. And this is the dynamic that happens. It's not that money changes people. It gives them options. And if they no longer feel obligated to you because now they have money and you can't control them or anything like that, like they have a more free approach to being authentic and being who they want to be and acting how they want to act. Like money gives you freedom and money gives you choice. So what they choose to do with that choice is them. It's not that money changed them. It's like saying guns shoot people. Girl, if I lay one on a table, it don't just get up and pop somebody's ass. Somebody's got to be behind it. Money sitting on a table don't change nobody. What they do when they have it in their possession and what they do with it, that's a different story. Money has to be spent. So that's my two cents on that. Now, the next thing I want to say is people's opinions of you were like reveal a lot sometimes. So if someone ever says that I'm mean, I am going to tell you, pay the fuck attention. If someone says that I'm mean, there's a reason that they met that side of me. There's a reason I was mean to them. So if someone ever says, oh, Leo's mean, Leo's mean, your fucking ears better perk up like a German shepherd. What the fuck did they do to him? Because Leo's not just mean for no reason. Leo's mean when there's a reason to be. So if someone ever says I'm mean, let your alarm bells go off to look at who's in front of you. Because I'm very understanding. I'm very caring. I'm very sweet. I'm the nicest person you'll ever ever meet. And I always start out with kindness and consideration. If you had to meet the side of me that's a raging motherfucker, you earned it. So if someone ever says I'm mean, understand there's more to it. What did they do? What contributed to that? Because Leo, yeah, he's very harsh. He's very like tough, but he's very sweet and gentle on one side. If you had to meet the other side, you did something. So when someone says I'm mean, believe them and stay the fuck away from them. There's a reason they think that I'm mean and they're right. I literally am one of the most cutthroat people there is. Like when you do something to me or something happens and it's your turn to like lay in the bed that you made, I'm going to make you lay in it. I'm not giving you no mercy. I don't believe in mercy and forgiveness. I don't believe in none of that shit. You're going to get what you dished out. I'm probably going to give it to you like three times worse. But if someone makes their bed, lay in it. I'm not saving you from it. Who saved me? Who wanted to help me when you were fucking me over? Nobody. I stood there and I stayed strong and I handled it. And that's what people don't like about me. And that's when I'm mean is when people can't handle what they dish out. When they dish something out to me and I handle it and then I dish it right back out to them and I tell them stay strong like they tried to tell me. Oh, now I'm an asshole. Now I'm heartless. Yep, sure am. I'm one of the most switch it off people. Like as much as I love you and as much as I care about you, I'm dangerous. I'm very dangerous to care about. Because I can switch it off. When I feel hurt enough, betrayed enough, or disrespected enough, and like you do something to me that's unforgivable, I literally will switch it off and dish out that consequence. I don't care. I have that ability. It's very scary. But if someone experiences that, they earned it. So, someone says I'm mean. I am. <laughs> to them. <laughs> but with that, like you guys know how I am and you know how much... 
I see and how aware I am. And I don't make misjudgments often. Like you're never gonna see me like doing or saying something that's like a misjudgment. Like I don't really do that because I give so much thought to things and I have so much awareness and I understand so many things. Like I see things that are not there with everything. So a lot of people trust my judgment and I know the weight that comes with that. Like I understand that in my friend group, if I cut someone off, every other person is most likely going to cut them off too because they know I'm seeing shit that they don't see. And if they ask me about it, I'll explain it. But when I don't like someone, everybody trusts my opinion on it because you guys know how I am. And I love that I have that, but I'm also very aware of that power. Like if I say someone or something is bad, a lot of people are going to believe it. And a lot of people are going to see all the points I'm going to make about it and be like, yes, like that's something that people do all the time online. And they'll like wreck somebody off of like miscalculated anger or like you misread a situation you're like trying to destroy somebody or cancel them like so many people just blindly follow the train i'm never a train you blindly follow like you're gonna be like that train makes sense i'm gonna believe it <laughs> but i don't ever want people to like just blindly ever follow things that i say question it for your goddamn self if something i say seems off or seems wrong question it you're allowed to disagree like i don't ever want anyone to blindly follow me i don't ever want someone to like rely on me for their own judgment and their own decisions like fully take what I'm saying into consideration but like run it through your own filter if it doesn't make sense to you don't blindly follow it I mean I'm never gonna steer you wrong you know that but test out everything people say before you just believe it like sit with it for a little bit before you just jump you know it'll save you from a lot of heartbreak because like that's one thing I do with people online I don't trust no goddamn body I don't trust nothing I'll test everything out for myself <laughs> But that's kind of where I stand so strongly on everything is like I've tried so many things and now I have my own thoughts and beliefs around it like videos like this and all the advice that I give and all the ways that I kind of like nitpick the advice that's out there. It's like, girl, I tried it. It was shit. <laughs> and then I share what worked for me. And that's why it's well received because I'm not bullshitting. Like I'm not fake about it. Like these people just talk because they want to feel like they have something to say. I'm like, you sound like a fucking air purifier to me. Nothing coming out, just noise. Like, <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> now I want to talk about the number one thing that people always get mad about. And it's going through your partner's phone. Oh. It's not toxic. It's not bad. And it is not an invasion of privacy at all. Going through your partner's phone is not a fucking invasion of privacy i don't care who says what if you're like a cia agent and you're holding documents from like the fucking government and you'll get popped over like having it spill out i get it have a work phone then but your personal phone is fair game bitch like don't be talking about your fucking fbi documents like on your personal phone like have that on your work phone okay but like a personal phone like what you use like personally I do not understand why people say it's an invasion of privacy. Like when you get with someone, like do I think people should freely just be able to go through your phone whenever they want? I mean, if you want, but like I don't really do that. If there's a reason or something that's making me question or hesitate about something and proof is in your phone, hand it 
over or show me. I won't even take the phone. Just show it to me. I'm very big on that because I will do the same thing. If my partner comes to me and they're upset about something or they ask me something and all that's left is for them to take my word on it, that's never going to fly with me. That's never going to be enough. I will never require someone or ask someone just to take my word on something. I will do anything I can to prove it to you. And if that means showing you something in my fucking phone, go ahead. Go through it. Look through it. I don't give a shit. Like, if something is causing you headache and, like, heartbreak or, like, confusion and hesitation and you're scared or you're worried about something and something is like come up where you question something, if I can give you solid proof in my phone about messages, dates, pictures, anything I can have to like give you that solid peace of mind of like, here's proof, I will gladly give it to you. And people who don't operate with that same mindset, you wanna sit over here and you know something's bothering me and you make me take your word for it. Well, I don't wanna show you my phone, it's an invasion of privacy. That don't do a fuck thing for me. You just telling me this is the way it is, that don't go with someone like me. You have me confused with someone who trusts people. For you to go and be like, okay, I value making sure Leo has peace of mind over this situation and not looking like a fucking liar. So I'm gonna show him this thing in my phone. That's healthy, that's normal. That's like a valid thing to ask for. I genuinely, do not think I will ever see this different. Like I said, I don't like the whole like go through people's phones whenever you feel like it. Go Honestly, go for it. But like you're gonna find things that hurt your own feelings. Been there, done that. Don't go through the phone like freely because unless there's something that you're already worried about or a situation or something, if you need proof or if something fact-checked, then the phone is a resource for that proof. I don't look at the phone as a resource to like go through it whenever you want. It's like that's annoying, but... Anything that you want to see is fair game. If it's a fucking concern or a worry for you, I don't look at it like I have to have privacy in my phone. Like, you can literally see whatever you want. I would gladly give up this privacy everybody talks about if it's going to give my partner peace of mind and make them feel safe and actually trust me. Like, if I can give you this proof that will give you this peace of mind, I will gladly give it to you. Any time of day. I don't care. And I require someone like that with me. I'm not gonna deal with somebody who looks at their phone as an invasion of privacy. Shut the fuck up, you immature and emotionally stunted rat. I'm not dealing with that and I never fucking will. It's low-key like so immature when you think about it. Like that's very unfair to do is like tell someone you should just trust me because I said this. What? Oh my God. Like what the fuck? <laughs> that literally gets the biggest reaction out of me. Like, grow up, grow up for you to look at someone and think that does anything for them of saying, take my word on it. People aren't good for their fucking word nowadays. People are so coward. People are so pussy. People are so hide everything nowadays. If you trust anyone's word just for their word without having any trust built before that, that's naive. But there does come a time where you've established this trust over and over and over again and you've had something come up you've checked it in their phone or like you've checked it in some other way and you've gotten the reassurance and the confirmation and the proof and it's like as you get that proof more and more you establish this trust and safety of what this person says is true i can trust their word then going forward you're not going to want to check their phone you're not going to care to like you're not going to really give a shit 
and be so hung up on the phone. People really just need to see that going through someone's phone is a fact check and people can't own that. People say, oh, you're just insecure, but you try and throw that at somebody like me and I'm clearly just gonna say to your face, I don't trust anyone's fucking word on anything until proven otherwise. Like if you claim something to me, okay, now I wanna see proof. Like I'll take people's word to a certain extent, but if it's something that's make or break to me, now nah, prove it. Cause I'm not just walking forward into this just because you told me something and you think I'm gonna trust your word. Nope, that's not safe. I'm not doing it. I'm someone who is too goddamn aware to play these little childish games. It's not insecure. It's a fact check and a trust builder. So, solve that how you need to. I know it's a horse pill for some of you. <laughs> I feel like I've ranted enough. I hope this video like made you feel seen. If you have some of the same views and opinions as me, leave me a comment down below. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave this video a thumbs up and subscribe and all that. And if you're listening to the audio version on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you know what to do, five stars. No questions, no nothing, just put the five stars, thank you. <laughs> Next week's episode is gonna be a What Would Leo Do? So I will leave the link in the description where you can go in and write in your situation if you need help on anything. It's all anonymous, don't stress. But I want some new, fresh things coming out that are like relevant to this week that's coming up. If you wanna leave your situation, I will put the link in the description. I will also leave the link to my tour that's happening in January if you wanna buy a ticket. There's more dates coming next summer, but 2024, January 5th is my first show. So we're gonna start off the new year right. I'm gonna instill some confidence into you. That's what it is. It's a full live podcast on confidence. Then we're opening it up to a Q&A. And I will also leave the link to my new clothing I just dropped a couple days ago. So if you wanna go shop, the link will be in the description, as well as all of my social media if you wanna keep up with me. But thanks for hanging out with me and listening to me vent because I just needed to let this one out. Oh, I feel better. <laughs> okay, everybody be safe. Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday.